Bob, this has been absolute gold on understanding Facebook ads. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing Facebook ads since 2013. Wow. So everything that we've talked about, not only are people going to earn money on Facebook ads because you've broken it down for them, but they are going to stop losing money on wasted <laughs> Facebook ads. At the very least, if we could create a lot more efficient advertisers and eliminate so much waste, it's, it's better for them as advertisers and it's way better for the users on Facebook. I agree. I agree with that so much. So that's what we did in part one. And then in part two, we dive deep into the struggle of scaling. Yes. Talk about FOMO and how you can celebrate it. And uh, then we kind of pick apart the difference between growth and scale. Was there any one takeaway from that that you really were like, oh, this is a highlight? What I, we, we talked about scaling a business and I could say we could directly apply that to Facebook ads as well. I mean, there's that period where you launch and, and grow a Facebook campaign. And really the most difficult part is when you scale it. It's, it's when you have to now jump budget. You're, you're not jumping it by a hundred dollars. You're, you're, you're jumping it by exponential things. And it's the same thing in your business. Like to get to this point, you maybe take incremental steps, but at some point when you scale, you take exponential giant leaps. Those are scary and those require different strategies. So I'd love, I'd love the parallels between business and a Facebook ad in that, in that scenario. And I love how you are such a Facebook ad, Facebook ad expert that every single thing you hear and see applies there. That's like the hallmark of mastery to me. Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, SD Rand. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I have with us today, Bob Regneris. Welcome to the show. So good to be here. Well, I am excited to have you and I'm super excited for what we're going to talk about. Guys, Coach Bob Regnaris is the co-founder of Feed Stories, a digital marketing expert and author of five books, including the fourth edition of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're talking about today. Yep. Since 1998, I won't tell you where I was, Bob has been helping his clients achieve their goals through digital media and was there digital media in 98? There was, there was television, there was running cars and all that good stuff, yeah. Fair, fair, those are digital, got it. And he's eager to share his experiences with all of us. He's a sought after expert in the area of Facebook advertising and deep funnel marketing strategies. I'm excited to learn about that too. And most importantly, he's the husband to his high school sweetheart and a dad to two amazing daughters and is a high school basketball coach. So you've got the expertise, the family, the lifestyle. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pick on you when we get to the end of the show. But <laughs> I'm an open target. Go ahead and hit me, Esty. Amazing. So before we dive into your story, give us just one, like the biggest mistake you see people make with Facebook ads. We'll get deeper into it later. What is the biggest mistake you hear people make? Well, the biggest opportunity that people miss, um, and it's why I put it so early in the book, is the ability to retarget on Facebook. I think too many people dive in and say, hey, I'm going to go find some new customers. 
and there's a bunch of opportunity kind of laying on the table. So, you know, we'll dig into it what retargeting is in this episode, but it is an opportunity literally for any business to step in and convert warm traffic. It's right there for the taking. I like that. And I would totally agree. Everyone goes on Facebook ads, you're like, okay, I have to pick my audience. And I don't know anyone who starts with a retargeting campaign. They, they do it, but no one starts with it. So I like that. All right. We're going to get deeper into that. So you've been doing this a long time. We're not, mm-hmm. not going to ask you how old you are unless you want to volunteer, but I know where I was in 98. So um, what, like, what's the journey? Cause in nine, there was no Facebook in 98. It didn't, nope. it didn't exist yet. So what has your journey been to get into this world? Yeah, I'm a programmer by, by trade. Uh, you know, when I, when I got out of college in the early nineties, I was at a couple different corporations. Um, one of the big credit bureaus, TransUnion is one of the places I work. Uh, working on mainframe pro, you know, mainframe, uh, mainframe programming, easy for me to say. Um, and I really got interested in web programming as that was starting to become a, a viable kind of field for somebody, for me. And I, I built my first website in 1998. It's for a, cl- a local sporting goods uh, retailer here. Um, and I'll be happy to report that they're still my client. Um, so we're on 23 years together, but I built them their first e-commerce website. That's when a lot of businesses didn't have e-commerce websites at that time. Built a website and uh, kind of the first question after we've been up and running for a couple of weeks was, Bob, this is great. We're getting orders. Like, how do, how do, how do we get more traffic? And I just did what every entrepreneur did is supposed to do. I said, I know how to do that. And of course, <laughs> I, had, <laughs> right? I had no idea. <laughs> uh, so I, I just needed to kind of get a little bit ahead of things. So I, I, that was my journey really into digital marketing and uh, media. So I, I learned how to drive traffic to websites, uh, studied SEO, but really where I found the most, I guess, traction and ability for me was paid advertising. So this is back when it was called goto.com, overture.com you know, when pay-per-click was really, really infant. And the idea that I loved was that I could pay a dollar to make $2, very predictable. Uh, what I didn't like about SEO was everything I liked about paid. SEO was kind of artistic and it wasn't predictable. And overnight you could lose your traffic because Google changes their algorithm. So I liked the predictability of paid traffic. So um, I, I became good in those platforms, became good on Google AdWords. But really for me, Facebook advertising, when I started doing it in 2013, was a great match for me because I'm really big on story. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an author. Uh, I, I hosted a radio show for three years. I love talking with people. I love hearing story. And what I love about the Facebook platform is it allows you to combine marketing fundamentals with story. And that's what really makes a great Facebook uh, campaign is being able to connect those in a really meaningful way with your audience. Cool. Okay. I like this. So I want to backtrack. What did, I don't even know what goto.com and overture.com are. What, what did the early days of paid traffic look like? Cause now paid traffic is Google AdWords and Facebook and Facebook is yeah. Instagram and it's, it's all the same stuff. What are, what are these other things? Yeah, I mean, it was simply keyword-based algorithms, and it went to the highest bidder. You could literally see where you would fit. So you would say, hey, I want to be in the first position, second position, or third position, and you would just compete based on budget. 
Um, now the algorithms are much more sophisticated. They take into account how good your ad is, your conversion rates and things like that. But it was, it was literally just how much do I want to pay to be seen first, second or third in this list? And that's, that's what it was. And then you could track it based on what you were paying, how many clicks you were getting. Yeah. And how many sales yeah, very you were much making. like you do now. Yeah, exactly. So why... So I hear the idea of story, Facebook versus Google AdWords. Um, is it is it more predictable? Because Facebook has, Google hits, I guess in my head, I'm trying to say four things at the same time. Google hits more people than Facebook, right? Everyone's on Google. Most people are on Facebook. But if we're honest, it really has begun to be a more slightly mature audience, right? As the Facebook audience has aged, as the younger people have been gravitating to the other platforms, to Instagram, to LinkedIn, to the newest stuff like Clubhouse and TikTok and every little thing that pops up. Right. So what are the kind of advantages and disadvantages in digital? And why would someone choose one platform over another? Well, number one, so I'm a big proponent of you want to be in multiple places, right? That That's kind of the key. So yeah, the clients I work with, you know, when it makes sense for them to be on Google, Google is very much, as you know, it's, I have a problem, I'm going to solve it. So you go to Google, you type it in, you go to YouTube to find out how to do something. Um, Facebook is much more of, I'm going to go and, and settle in. People spend way more time on a platform like Facebook and Instagram than they do on Google and YouTube necessarily. Um, you know, YouTube, you could obviously get caught, but you're kind of watching one particular video. What you do with Facebook and Instagram is you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, right? And the, the objective of the advertiser there is you want to interrupt them. What I like is Facebook still reaches a huge percentage of, you know, North America for sure, Europe, you know, the major continents, but Facebook also owns Instagram, so, you know, while Facebook maybe has a demographic that appears to be a little bit older, you can find your audience through the same platform by attacking ads on Instagram. So you can really hit an extremely large part of the population just through, you know, the Facebook interface. So Facebook is a different kind of media, just like TikTok's a different media, just like Instagram's a different media. You have to understand the media you're advertising in in order to be effective there. So Facebook, you know, you could be a little bit more verbose. Uh, you can be a little bit more wordy. Uh, with Instagram, it's really tied to visuals. So you have to be really good with the visual media on the Instagram side. You know, that's, that's just understanding the nuance of it. So, yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of my time um, with my clients in the Facebook world and the Instagram world. Um, but that's not at the exclusion of other media for sure. Got it. All right. So then let, let's dive. I want to dive deep. Can we dive All deep? All right. Let's dive yes. deep. Let's go. I'm going to, let's see. See, I, I do this and everyone gets to listen. Let's say I'm going to run a Facebook ads campaign. Mm -hmm. I've never done it. Um, once someone did like five minutes of retargeting for me just for fun, but okay. I've never, I don't do paid ads at all, right? My whole okay. thing is organic marketing strategy. Now okay. I, I believe very strongly that organic can get you to a certain point. It can't get you beyond that point, right? right. Organic will get you growth really even up to seven figures. Beyond that, you've got to start doing paid because you've got to start getting the machine running in a different right. way. You need scale. Exactly. So let's say tomorrow I'm ready to scale. And I say to you, I've never, because this is the truth, I've never done a Facebook ad campaign. It's never happened. I've done it for clients. We've got it to work, but I've never done it for me. Where do I start? 
Okay. But what's but from from A, from negative A, from minus A, from before A, where yeah. do we go? So what let me ask you this, what made you successful or what makes you successful with organic? Um the engagement, the relevance of the content to my audience, how you know, I'm all about inspiration, education. That's what this show is about, sure. you know, making business success relatable and attainable. So practical strategies, but also interesting, using a lot of parables, interesting stories. I'm, I'm pretty good on video, if I say so myself. So a lot of me ends up falling in there. It's part okay. of how my brand went from a company to a personal brand by accident. It was not on purpose. It didn't do it. Just right we found that no one, we, we looked at our traffic even. People weren't finding the company site. They were only finding my site. Right. People weren't remembering the name of the company. They were only searching for me. <laughs> like it was. Right. So, so I'm a big part of it, apparently. Yes. Um, and, and the fact that the stuff really, it really connects to the audience. It's what they need to hear. It helps them. It interests them. I think that. Okay. So here's how Facebook would play into this it amplifies all the good stuff you're already doing, okay? okay? It adds a level of predictability. Now, you have gone through the trouble, the effort, the investment of building up this platform and this audience, okay? What's really great about that is you have a sense of who your prospects and your customers are. And the very best thing you could do at this point is to model that, meaning your list of customers or your email list or or your followers on Facebook or followers on Instagram, present that to, <clears throat> excuse me, Facebook and model that, okay? What, what you'll learn in the book is it's called creating a lookalike audience. And you basically tell Facebook, hey, here is a list of people that have paid me money. <laughs> All right, these are people that I consider to be customers. They bought a product, they bought coaching, they've done something with me. And you say, Facebook, go find me more people like this, okay? So it allows you to take what you've already built and amplify it because now you're giving Facebook a, hey, here is a blueprint for the type of people that follow me, the type of people that invest in me. Please go find me more of those folks. So it's a great way to amplify all the great stuff you're already doing. It also so I don't have a Facebook following. That's the only thing. So I've done organic. Okay. I'm on Instagram, got a solid okay. Instagram, and I'm very big on LinkedIn. Okay. And I, the last time I posted on Facebook was probably two, three years ago. Okay. Like I dabbled in it a little bit, a couple of years back. Okay. And the way I teach social media is that they're all different parties. Like when you say they're different media, to me, they're different parties. And yeah. you've got to go and be at the party if you want to do organic. So for paid, you don't have to, because you're sending representatives, they're mm -hmm. holding up signs for you. It's a whole different thing. But if you want to do organic, you're at the party, you're talking to people and yeah. the Facebook party, I didn't really want to be there. Right. I think of it as like a reunion. Okay. LinkedIn's a networking event. Instagram okay. is a coffee shop. Everyone's like chatting with pretty pictures on the walls, you know? So I love networking events. I love talking business and Facebook is, it's a reunion. Everyone's talking about like okay. the drama with their ex and the fungus on their toe and their kids are home from school. And I'm like, right. oh, I don't have patience for you. I love you, okay. but I don't have patience for you. So, so you, here, here's one thing that's really important. And we talk about this in the book. If the media itself is not something you want to, like, I don't have the Facebook app on my phone, okay? I don't want to be interrupted during my day by Facebook to tell me all kinds of stuff. I don't even have it on my phone. I have to go to my laptop and log in to get Facebook. But here's the great thing. 
you have a big following on Instagram. And if you want to build up your following on Instagram, you could choose to just run ads on Instagram through the Facebook interface. Okay. So it's not just about, hey, we're running Facebook ads. What I'm talking about is running ads on Facebook properties. So you could model that list of followers on Instagram to get more followers. I mean, you could run an ad to increase your followers, right? You could also run ads to drive them from Instagram to your website. So I'm assuming you've been building up an email list over the years. I've got, I've got a, a decent sized email list. Yeah. Okay. So how about the idea of taking that email list and also creating a model for that and saying, Hey, you know, there's people that are both on Instagram and Facebook. There's people that are on other media, but essentially you could say, Hey, I'm going to use Facebook to drive people to the media that I want to connect with them on. So they're probably using Facebook. You know, you use Instagram and LinkedIn. Well, somebody else maybe uses Instagram and Facebook. So what you can do is you can go find those people, draw them into the platform where you want to communicate with them and use it just in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. But how do you do that? It's like, Hey, it's SD. Nice to meet you. Come follow me on Instagram. <laughs> no, I mean, you're going to be pulling them in. You know what I mean? You're going to be, I'm assuming what you do on Instagram is you, you post inspirational content and things like that. What you're going to do is you're going to pull them into the particular media that you want them in. So you could drive them to your website and then drive them back to Instagram. You know, you could drive them to some sort of lead capture and then, you know, through email, drive them back to Instagram. So people will kind of understand where they can primarily reach you. Um, but again, you're going shop, you're going shopping, you're going fishing for people in this different media and you pull them in. Uh, Perry Marshall, who, you know, is the, the primary author on the book with me, you know, he loves email as his media. So he doesn't use Facebook either, but he pulls customers in from Facebook, gets them to email, and that's where he does most of his communicating. So it's not just about, okay, I found you on Facebook. I have to connect with you on Facebook again. No, it's going finding people that, that you can connect with, and then you draw them to the media that makes you feel most comfortable. Okay. I like that. So for me, so then, then where's the journey, right? So everything that I do in marketing, there's always a goal, right? So mm -hmm. let's say the goal is, again, my goal is to help people, right? So I've got free content, I've got paid content, we have services, we have programs. So would I choose a specific goal? Like we're doing a launch of our next marketing program All right. in February. So if, do I want to, if let, let's play like this. I'm doing a launch of our, our new marketing program in February. I want to, let the people on Facebook know because they're going to benefit. It's going to change their life. It's going to change their business. They'll stop wasting money on marketing. They'll start earning money. It's going to be awesome. Right. So how long before do I need to get on Facebook? Do I start a month before with like regular, just getting to know me stuff? So you see me, do I start two weeks before where it's like, Hey, webinar is happening. You've never seen me before. I'm a total stranger, but you should come and click on this. Like what's the, <laughs> you know, pathway. I think you projected the answer that, you know, is right. right? <laughs> it's the answer that I think is right, but I'm right. picking your brain because you're the expert. Well, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, in business, it's all about relationships. And so you just got to think about how, how do you, how do you shop? How do you buy? Um, you, you don't, you, you don't invest your money in shallow relationships. Like if I just met you and you have a $2,000 program, like I'm not willing to hand over $2,000 to you until I get to know who you are. I want to know what you're about. I want to know what kind of problems you solve. I want to know what you've done with others. Like there's an expectation there. 
you know, just like we met for the first time here, but if we have a second, third, fourth conversation, we get to know each other better. You get to know what my expertise is. I get to know what your expertise is. You know, if you're going to serve me, you get to understand what my problems are. I get to understand the types of problems that you're best at solving. And then it becomes marketing is essentially like, we're just trying to find if there's a mutual fit here. And if it's not, I've served you and you can move on. But for those that are ready, we're going to come in. So yeah, absolutely. If you're going to do a product launch, the time to invest is months before. Build up a following, build up your email list, build up your following list. You're showering content on these folks. You're proving your value. You're creating rapport. And that's what's great about social media advertising is about building rapport. And, you know, somebody, it, it, it's difficult. You, I mean, you can, you can attest to this. It's difficult to build up an organic following to the point where, like, you could be ready for a launch like this. Paid advertising, quite frankly, can help expedite for somebody who is really good just doesn't have that following yet. It's a way to invest in getting a following faster, but you still have to be authentic. You still have to have the goods. It's not like you can trick your way into becoming an influencer. You have to have the stuff. You have to be good. You know, people are going to ferret you out if you're fake. Um, but paid advertising allows you to basically buy speed. You know, so the bigger the budget, the more speed. So, you know, for a product launch. You know, it doesn't work to go to cold traffic. It just doesn't. And there's maybe people who could prove me otherwise, but in my experience, it's about I'm gonna invest in you months before this this launch. So that when I do launch, it's gonna be overwhelming success. I like that. So in the months before, you're doing paid ads that have no call to action that are just content based. Sounds sounds pretty risky, but that that's the fact. Um, now look. For some people, that's going to be a little bit of a struggle because they're working on a, on a smaller budget. But what you what what I propose is that you you you've got an organic following on Instagram. You've got to use paid traffic to kind of pull them in, so that you're not paying, let's say, for five six months to show them content. Maybe you're boosting some posts and things like that, but you're paying to go pull them into your universe, and then you're getting them on your Instagram page, you're getting them on your email list, and that's free, right? That's free. Now, a lot of people that I work with, as you can understand, they have products. So they're not waiting to do a launch down the road. They're trying to, so, you know, they're building funnels where it's, they're trying to step them through. So what they're using is they're using paid traffic to go find people to prospect. And then they're using paid traffic to nurture. So that's the whole concept of deep funnel marketing, which is- I was going to ask you, is this what a yeah. deep funnel is? So, yeah. so we, should we differentiate between products and services? Let's split, right? Because I was picking your okay. brain on me on services. Now let's go into product. So let's focus product for a second. We'll take a tiny detour. Okay. Products, you're not nurturing an audience. You're showing them the thing you sell and seeing if they want it. Well, let's differentiate with products because, you know, I've got a, I've got a product. It's a $2,000 coaching product. Okay. Um, but then there's somebody that, you know, my daughter sells stickers and she sells artwork. All right. That, you know, what she's trying to do is she's trying to get her artwork in front of somebody. There's much less decision for somebody in that case. Right. But for me selling a $2,000 course, well, there's a lot of decision there. I mean, that's a big commitment for somebody to make. So, so it's not services and products. It's just high ticket and low ticket. That's really what it is. So, okay. so we more split complex, on high ticket and low ticket. Yeah. So the more complex and more expensive your product or service is, that's where you have to really build in nurturing. You know, people have frequently asked questions. Uh, they want to hear testimonials from people who 
actually have used the product or used or, or can testify to you. Okay. The e-commerce world where you're selling a lower ticket, less complex item, it's pretty much you want to kind of show them what you got. You want to prove to them that it can solve a particular need that they have. And then it's a really a kind of a buying decision that happens within days and, and maybe as much as a week. Okay. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of the exception. All right. But the people that really work with me over time are people in your situation that I, I've got something more complex. It's higher ticket. And I'm trying to build a longer term platform to turn followers and prospects into customers. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?